Father, we do thank you for the gift of life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you did not forget to wake us up this morning. It was not our alarm clock, God. It was you. The reason why we're here before you, God, is because you have a purpose for each and every one of us. And I pray, God, that you fall fresh on us and that purpose will be revealed today. I pray that your word would do the work that only your word can do. Lord, I pray that you are the happiest person in this room. So now I pray, God, that you would be so glorified. Let the church of God be edified. And let the devil be horrified. Because we pray in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on and worship him just one more minute. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, God. We surrender, yeah. God. We surrender, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we surrender, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It is in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. I'm super grateful to our God. Amen. That he has... Uh, given me this dynamic opportunity because it really is an opportunity to be able to communicate the word of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen. It is something that I, I dream of, you know, every day. It's, it's what I live for. Yeah. I, I, if I wasn't a pastor, I always said I, I would be no good for nothing else. Like, this is what I, this is what I do that fills my heart and my soul. It, you know, you got it's the, the, the Apostle Paul said, This one thing I do, and this is it for me, for my family, for my wife. We pastor a church called New, uh, New Life Fellowship Center in East New York, and we've been there eight years by the grace of God. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. People are coming to faith there, and yeah, we're just, we're just enjoying what God is doing. Amen. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'd like to direct your attention to the word of God. Thank you, Lord. And I want you to pay co very close attention to what I'm going to say today because I believe that, you know, God, is, God exposes himself. Amen? Amen? But we have to expose the enemy. Okay, so listen to the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to Jonah of Amittai, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish, where he went down to Joppa, 
where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. To flee from the Lord. And if I was to give this message a title, it'll simply be this. Don't run. Don't run. Listen to me. Don't run. Hallelujah. The Lord God spoke to John to, to Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And he asked him, you know, I want you to go somewhere for me. And I want you to go and preach the gospel because in that, in that place of Nineveh, the, the, you know, the, the sin had come up before the Lord. Glory to God. And it was a wicked, it was a wicked sin. Thank you, Lord. Sin is sin. Amen? Yes. I always say that this book, this book will keep you from sin. Amen. Or sin will keep you from this book. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Watch this. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And you know something? I can remember back in 1985, back in 1985, uh, that's a long time, right? I was a senior in high school, and uh, one of my dreams since I was a young man uh, was to be two things. I wanted to be first a husband because I saw, you know, what was happening in my own home, and I said, "Wow, you know, I just want to—I want to be a good husband." Since I was—I'm telling you—I was maybe I was, I was a kid. I was, you know, 10, 12 years old. This is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be a, a, a pediatrician. You know, after growing up with seven sisters and one brother, you need to learn how to fix something. <laughs> Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. But the Lord has a plan for each and every one of us. Amen? And the Bible says that he who started a good work he is able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, right? He's able to complete it. The work that he started in you. And if you're sitting here today and you believe like, you know, like God calls like special people. And like, I, I just, I don't see God giving me uh, an assignment that I can really carry forth. In faith. Well, let me tell you something. Today uh, is July 4th, and the world is celebrating uh, the freedom of America, right? Especially here in America. But just like faith, we all have a measure of freedom. There's a measure of freedom that we experience when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. 
as, as your Lord and personal Savior, there's a level of freedom there. But we can live 500 years old and we will never discover the whole God. The, you know, he's just too much. The, the word of God is, is just too much to fit into this little mind here of what God can really do with someone who surrenders their life unto him. Back in 1985, I was in Eastside High School. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Lean on Me. Uh, that was my principal. He was walking, holding my hand because I was always, you know, the good kid. And uh, I was always in trouble, you know, selling weed in school and, and you know, just bugging out, you know. And, uh, the, you know, the principal, Joe, he, he made me sing the alma mater. I know it to this day. I sang it so many times. Every Friday in front of the whole, the front of the whole school, I was on the list to go sing. Glory to God. And because sometimes I, I would just stand there and people would just start laughing. I, he wouldn't take me off the list until I sang it. Because he saw something in me that went beyond what he was seeing on the outside. He saw the pain that was in me. But he also saw how hard I was trying to work in school, you know, in spite of what I saw, you know, living in a household where uh, drugs, a lot of drugs were moved in my house and things of that nature. And when you grow up from being small in that environment, you know, it's easy to kind of fall into that stuff. So I experienced so many detoxes, so many rehabs, uh, psych wards, six incarcerations, four years living in abandoned buildings. Uh, I had no more place to put a, a needle in my hand. It was, it was just terrible. And I had lost hope. And, and that's a terrible thing when you lose hope. But somehow I, I came to Jesus and I said, Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, please use me. Because I'm broken and I'm messed up, God. I'm just one messed up guy. And, and Lord, if you could use, if you could use me anywhere, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean be a pastor. I, I, you know, I, I just, I just meant like doing something else, right? Like, you know, folding chairs, taking out the table, because that's that's good, you know. But when I went to my first church, I, I used to. You know, clean the toilets, the rugs. I wanted to do everything in the church because, you know, when, you know, when you're in that first love, you're so happy to serve the Lord. You want to tell everybody about Jesus. But something is happening right in our midst today. And you know what it is? It's that we cannot get our minds to really focus. Come on. We cannot get our minds to focus on what God is asking you to do what God is asking me to do because the mental pressure the mental pressure the depression the thoughts that come from from the east and from the west and from the north and from south you know I think of it like a spaghetti in somebody's head you know and 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 sometimes you really want to carry something out but you just can't put your thoughts into columns. 
If you're like me anyway, I couldn't put my thoughts into columns so that I could know what was number one. I was always lost. I would start doing this today, and then tomorrow I wanted to be that, and then three weeks from now I wanted to be something else, and I meant it every time I said it. But I didn't know who I was in Jesus Christ. And I believe that, that Jonah had a terrible experience because God gave him a tremendous opportunity to come to know, to come to know God. When God calls your name, we have to say yes. When God calls your name, we should say yes. Regardless of where you came from, how you grew up, amen, what color you are, uh, how, how you love, listen to me. We, we have to take heed and the one who called us. That's what's most important overall. I like that verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, if you first seek the kingdom of heaven, I love that word first. If you first seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. If you want to know what those things are, read Matthew chapter 6 and read the, the entire uh, chapter. And you'll see those things that will be added unto us. But when we don't understand how to apply the word into our lives because of our thinking, then we go out and we get those things on our, on our own, right? Because, you know, we're street smarter and, you know, we got the gift of gab and we know how to rock, we know how to move. So we go out and we get those things and we bring them here to God and say, okay, God, I got them. Now, Lord, bless what I did. And the Lord said, that's not how it works. If you don't have what I wanted to give you by now, it's because I don't want you to drop it. I don't want you to drop it. If you've been feeling like you're in the dark and you just feel like you, you come to the church, but when you go home, it's like the same routine and it's like, you know, you're tired of it and, and you're not sure if you want to stay in the church or you just want to run. You're not sure, you know. Because the enemy has a strategic way of making us forget about how hard it was before we came to the Lord. And he has a strategic way, you know, of making us feel like we're never going to make it. Like you're you're just not going to get there. But it's a pure lie from the devil. I bind him in Jesus' name. I rebuke him. If God can use me, God can use anybody. Believe me when I tell you this. <laughs> I remember I used to go visit my mom, right? And the moment I was getting close to, you know, to the house, they would look out the window. Oh my God, Indios coming! Hide the pocketbooks! Hide, hide, you know, hide, hide everything, you know. You get out the room because he likes to go in there and he likes to put the weapon away. And he likes to do this. And we don't want no problems with him. Let him come eat and then let him leave in peace. It's crazy, but that's the life that we we chose to live. Or was chosen for us in some cases, right? But today, if you don't mind, I would like to expose the enemy. I would like to expose him today. Because Jesus is already here. He already lives within us. 
But when, you know, when you run from God, you will pay. Let's go back to that verse again. Verse number two. The word of the Lord, okay. The word, verse number, yeah, okay, let's read it again. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh. Look, the Lord even called it a great city. And, and it was sin. You know why? Because for God so loved the world that he called the city that was wicked great. That's how much God believes in us. So he said, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, verse two, please. Verse three. But Jonah ran away. Like, like just when I was going to graduate high school, I just ran away. Two months before graduation, I, I just ran away because they told me I was not going to you know, wear the cap and gown. I was going to walk the grass. So I said, forget about this. I'm out. And I ran. And boy, have I paid. But Jonah ran away from the Lord, and he headed for Tarsus. Look, in order for you, every time you run away from the Lord, you're going to go down somewhere. He said he went down to Joppa where he found the ship bound for that port. Now, this is, the key, this is the key for me right here. After paying the fare, listen, he took money out of his pocket and he paid the fare to flee from God. And I want to tell you something. If you're at the sound of my voice and you've been hearing something in the back of your voice saying, you know, it's time to leave, I've been here long enough. This is just not working for me. I think I better go. Let me tell you something. You will pay deeply for it. Because once you, once you come to know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and now you run, it's not like before you knew him. Because once you know something, you can never go back to not knowing. Amen. So he said, he went down to Joppa where he found his ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarsus to flee from the Lord. So here it is. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Jesus, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, because Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. And over here, this is going to be the enemy, okay? This is how it goes. Pay close attention, look. God says, Wilson, come here and serve me. Come on my team. I will give you everything you want and more. And it's absolutely free. I've already paid everything you want, Wilson. I got you. Everything you need and everything you want, it's, in, it's inside my heart. I'm just not going to give it to you like I wouldn't give a four-year-old a knife. Or I wouldn't put a six-year-old on a 10-speed. You see what I'm saying? In their mind, they, they believe they can ride it. But the Lord's mind, he says, no, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. That's why the Bible says my grace and mercy is brand new every morning. Amen? The key here is not to walk around with yesterday's grace. <laughs> so, he said, come to me, serve me, and, and I will 
I will give you all the desires of your heart. I will, if they're according to, to God's plan for your life. And then Satan says, no, come to me. You know how I do you. I've been your friend for so many years. But what he doesn't tell you is that in order for you to be miserable, you have to pay for it. You got to come out of your pocket and pay for misery because he don't, he don't do misery free. You want something free, go see your boy Jesus. So if you want to come on this side and you want to drink and you want to hang out and you, you want to get your body destroyed, he says, sure, I'll do that for you. I'll do that for you. But a bottle of Bacardi is $10. Because I'm not going to break you, you know, for free. You want me to give you cancer in your lungs? No problem, I got you. But a pack of cigarettes is $15. I just don't do it for free. I've already told you, if you want something free, go see your boy Jesus. And Jesus is saying over there, come to me with his arms wide open. Come to me, Wilson. And I'll give you life and life in abundance. And I'll give you a job to work for me. And nobody pays better. And, 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 and what's this? And nobody has that better insurance. Life insurance, right? Eternal life. So you come on this side and you say, well, let me try. And then you look through the window of the kingdom of God and you say, I just can't see me doing this. I, I want to stay clean. I, I, I want to I serve God and everything, but I'm just not a spiritual person, you know? But that's okay. The Lord didn't say, come to me if you're spiritual. He said, just come to me. Those who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. It is not your silly mattress that gives you rest. You can have the best mattress in the world. You will get no rest until you rest in him. And then Satan calls you back again and he says, don't leave me. And you can sing the song, I'm leaving on the next plane. But look, none of that is going to help you. Because I did that. I took a flight to Puerto Rico. I'd never been there in my whole life. By the time I was there three months, I was already in prison. And then two years living homeless in Puerto Rico, taking buses everywhere. Didn't know how to speak Spanish that well. It was crazy in my life. But the enemy said, you, wanna, you want me to bless you like that with this, with, this, uh, with this way of life that leads to death? I just want you to know that whatever you want to buy to run away from the truth, you got to pay for it. Remember that always. Whenever you take out money to, 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 to put something in your body, or to flee from God or to do whatever it is, you are paying to be miserable. And Jesus said, if you would only come to me, not only will I, not only will I clean you up, I'll build your character up. I, I'll build up who you really are. I'll show you who you are so you can know who I am. Because until you know who you are, you cannot know who he is. 
because we were made in the image of God. But Jonah ran. And I'm asking you today, please don't run. There's a level of freedom that you still don't know, that I don't know, that we will only experience if we stay. Amen? Amen. The Lord is a wonderful God. You saw what the enemy does? Has anybody ever paid for running in here? Right? Right? We paid a big price. We lost families. We lost many years in prison. We lost time with our children. You know, we paid a hard price. And Jesus said, you see how when you came to me, did I charge you anything to change you? As a matter of fact, when did I change you? You can't even go back and understand how it happened. All you can say is once I was blind and now I can see. Hallelujah. How many more minutes? Are you? Hallelujah. The word of the Lord comes to you and he falls fresh on you. And it's to do a work in you. And the quicker you get with this program, and that's just me saying it that way, because serving God, is, you know, programs don't work. Not, you know, it's just uh, what works is Jesus. When you work with Jesus, it's when everything begins to fall in line, even in your way of thinking. Okay? God led me to a, to a psychiatrist and then to a therapist, and he led me, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time, but my greatest blessing besides my salvation is what I prayed for when I was 12 years old. When I tell you here and now, honey, would you come here for a moment, please? Come. Thank you. Yeah. Praise God. This, this beautiful woman that you see right here, this is my precious wife. I cannot tell you how God prepared her for me. Nobody understands me like her. And the love that she was looking for, she found it in me. Hallelujah. Can you believe that? Hallelujah. Because that's what happens. And not only have we been married uh, 11 years, but we have children. And I, I, every day I wake up, I think it's a dream. You know, I look at my kids growing. They're like, you know, going to be 10 and, and, and 8, you know. And, and they talk so much and they're, so, they, they, they're just so wonderful. You know, they teach me. You know, through this time where they were studying in school and they were using the iPads, I could hear the teachers talk, and I was remembering grammar in school, and remember, I was enjoying all of it. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a baby with a new toy when it comes to the Word of God. You want to say something before I leave? Oh. God bless you. My first language is Spanish. I do the best I can in English. 
I just want to say this, that, you know, Pastor Edwin has been a, is my mentor uh, for many, many years. Um, and, you know, when, I have, when, I, when I'm in trouble or I need to talk, you know, I can, I can call him. And, you know, he'll say, Pastor, come, 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 quickly. He never says no to me, you know. All I got to do is call Chris and he'll set it up immediately. You know, and to me, that's a huge blessing because these are the kind of friends I have today. Real, real good spiritual friends. Amen? Amen. So I want to thank the pastor of this house. Let's give a, uh, an off, a praise offering. <laughs> Amen. For his precious wife, Liz, and their children, um, I'm super grateful for them. We know them personally. Believe me when I tell you that. And they are just wonderful, wonderful pastors. So thank you for having me. Amen. Thank you for having me. It's just been a joy speaking to you. But just remember, if you, if you run, you pay. If you pray, you stay. And those that don't, just won't. Father, I thank you. Because I know, Lord, that in some way your word does not come back void and it has fallen in the hearts of your people. Let them experience 
the joy of their salvation. Raise them up. Use them, Lord. Bind your word in their hearts. And then lift them up. Raise them up. And then send them out to do your very will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.